Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word that we study this evening is from Isaiah 30, verses 15 to 18. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength, but you would not. And you said, No, for we will flee on horses, therefore you shall flee. And you said, We will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. Therefore the Lord will wait, that he may be gracious to you. And therefore he will be exalted, that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. That's a com famous command reportedly given by Colonel William Prescott at the Battle of Bunker Hill on June 17, 1775. Along with the command to wait till they could see the whites in their eyes, he reportedly also told them to aim specifically at the officers. Some historians debate whether this was actually ever commanded. That's what historians do, right? Debate everything. Nothing really happened. But whether the, the command was actually given or not, the colonists certainly did do this. The results of the battle show that they were careful in selecting their targets and did wait uh, to make their limited ammunition count and that they did aim at the British officers. The British suffered more than double the casualties that the Americans did in that battle and a large number of them were officers. The colonists technically didn't win the battle. They ran out of ammunition and eventually the British took the fort, or the, the hill, sorry. Nevertheless, uh, many historians believe that the seeds of the final American victory were laid right here at this battle. So even though they maybe didn't technically win the battle, their waiting did pay off. That would have been a hard thing to do, to wait, to hold back your fire as the British are charging at you, firing their guns at you. We don't usually think of waiting as something that's difficult, especially nowadays when we could just whip out our phones and watch a video or play, play a game or something. We don't usually think of waiting as something that's hard to do, but there are times when it is quite difficult, and here's one example. When people are shooting at you, it's going to be difficult. It's going to take a lot of nerve to hold your fire, to wait to, to make it count. The, in our text this evening, God told the Israelites to wait as well. Their enemies were also coming at them, not the British redcoats, but the Assyrians. And they were also afraid, worried about what was going to happen. But the Lord told them to wait, that he had it under control, that he had a plan, that he would bring about their salvation. 
Unlike the colonists, however, the Israelites didn't listen. Instead, they couldn't wait to jump on their horses and ride swiftly down to Egypt to sign a peace treaty with Egypt, to trust in the armies of Egypt and the might of Egypt rather than trusting in the Lord. That's why the Lord rebukes them in our text. You want to ride quickly on horses to Egypt? Well, pretty soon you're going to be riding quickly in fear. You want to jump up and do something swift? You're going to be swiftly running from the enemy because you wouldn't listen, because you wouldn't wait, because you wouldn't trust me. They didn't trust in the Lord. They didn't wait for his salvation, and they, they lost. They lost the salvation the Lord had promised them. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 8, just a few verses before our text, however, God told Isaiah, the prophet, to write it on a tablet. The vision you're about to receive, write it on a tablet, write it in a scroll in order that it may be made known so that we, so that future generations, may learn the lesson that Israel failed to learn, right? They suffered so that we could make the right choice. We could see what happens when we, when we fail to wait and, and trust in the Lord. They are an example for us so we don't make the same mistakes. It can be a hard thing to wait. If the Redcoats are charging at you, for sure. But also, other situations in life can make it difficult for us to, to trust and wait. When your child is in the emergency room, it can be a hard thing to just simply sit and trust the Lord has it under control and, and wait for him, right? If you have a friend or a loved one who is suffering, you really want to help them out. You really want to do something, but there's, there's nothing you can do. It can be, be a difficult way. There's other opportunities, other things that happen in our life where we want God to give us an answer now. We want God to, to tell us what's going to be and what's going to happen. We want to do something. And the Lord says, trust me. I've got this. Wait. And it's an easy thing to get up here on our confirmation day and make promises about being faithful to the Lord and trusting in Him. It's quite another thing, quite another matter to wait, to trust the Lord. And situations in this life arise as we go day by day and things become difficult. I remember as a kid, I remember as a kid, more than once, my father uh, getting upset with me because I rushed off to, to do something instead of waiting for his instructions, right? I can think of times when my students or others have done the same thing, trying to give them instructions, and they just want to rush off and do things. That's our natural inclination. We not to wait for instruction, not to, to wait on the Lord, but just to get in there. God has a plan. God had a plan for the Israelites in our text. 
He had a plan that involved them being his people, his special nation. He had a plan that involved sending his son Jesus through them, dying on the cross for their sins and for ours. He had a plan. He's telling them, just wait. Well, they wouldn't. They were too set on doing their own thing. The temptation is to give up waiting. To give up trusting on the Lord and to rush off to, to do what we think needs to be done. But God reminds us in our text that our salvation, our strength is in, in, in Him. In returning and in rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. God promises that our salvation comes in His time, by His power, by His strength. As we wait for the Lord, our, our text mentions two things the Lord wants us to do, two instructions he has for us as we wait. Number one, return. Number two, rest. In returning and in rest. Returning to the Lord. That The Lord's talking there about that daily contrition and repentance. That daily acknowledgement that we have turned away from the Lord, even today. We have not listened to him as we should. We have not followed his word. That daily acknowledgement that our choices and the way we would do things are wrong, are sinful. Confessing those sins and thereby turning away from the sin. Acknowledging the, the power that sin has over us in our life. Yes, sin has power over me turning back to the Lord and repentance and knowing the forgiveness that is ours through Christ Jesus. Return and rest. Along with that daily contrition and repentance comes that daily prayer and Bible study, that opportunity to, to lay our burdens on Jesus and to, to find rest in his, in his word. That's what the Lord is talking about in our text. Return and rest. Turn to me, lay your burdens on me, and find that rest in my word. Then wait. Wait for his salvation. Wait for his strength. When I talk about waiting for the, the Lord's strength, I don't mean that uh, we sit around until we feel strong and filled with power, right? If, we, if we're feeling like that, if we're feeling the Holy Spirit, it probably just means we've had too much coffee. What the Lord means, what he's talking about here, is we, we come to him, that daily confession, we, we put our burdens on him, we start our day with that word, and then we go about our business waiting to see how the Lord will bless us in that life, in our life. We don't wait until we feel strong. We go about our business and wait to see how the Lord is going to be with us, how he's going to bless us that day. See his, his strength in our life. If you're anything like me, you sometimes wake up with a long list all the things that have to get done today. Often a list that seems too long for the hours of the day. And the temptation can be, i got to get to it. The best way to get it done is to get up on the horse, swiftly get to it. 
God reminds us in our text, set aside that time. Take that time to, to wait. Our salvation doesn't come from being swift to ride down to Egypt, to swift to do the things that we think need to be done, but our salvation comes from taking that time daily, taking that time to return to the Lord, to find rest in Him, to put our burdens on Him and find strength in His Word. Remember, your strength comes from the Lord. In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Daily confession, prayer, Bible study, and then waiting to see how the Lord blesses us in our life. This is how we, we live as Christians. This is how we live in the Lord's strength. Because the Israelites would not wait for the Lord, the Lord promises that he will wait for them. Do you see that in our text? Because you would not wait for me, I will wait to be gracious to you. Because you would not wait for me, I will wait until I am exalted to be merciful to you. The word exalted means to be lifted up. Because we fail to wait for him, God says, I'm going to be lifted up. There's reference to the cross there, isn't it? And through that lifting up of Christ, I will have mercy on those who didn't listen, on those who, who didn't wait. The Lord is waiting for us to, to return so that he can show us mercy through his Son, Jesus Christ. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. As we end one year and begin another a good time to remind ourselves. To remind ourselves that we too need to return to the Lord. This isn't something that we need to do every 500 years or every 30 years. It's something we need to do every day of our lives. To return to the Lord and find that, that rest. We haven't always waited for him as we should, but he's waiting for us. It took a lot of nerve for those colonists to wait till they could, quote-unquote, see the white of their eyes. I don't think they literally waited quite that long. I can't even see the white of any of your eyes. You're not that far away. But it did take a lot of nerve for them to wait and make their, their shots count, but it paid off in the end. Waiting on the Lord sometimes takes faith, nerve, the Lord promises it will pay off in the end. Returning to the Lord, we will find his salvation. And we will find him waiting for us. Amen. The peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.